From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, October 4th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Coming up, a fire in a West Bank mosque poses the latest challenge to the Salt Middle East peace talks. Also ahead, an Israeli college professor ignites a political firestorm on campus. Now many teachers and students at the school are watching what they say. They feel that they need to be much more careful about how they phrase things because they don't know who's sitting in the class. They're not sure that, you know, their things will not be taken out of context. First, this news. BBC News with Julie Candler. Japan and Sweden have become the latest countries to warn their citizens of a heightened risk of terrorist attacks in Europe after similar alerts by Britain and the United States. The Japanese Foreign Ministry urged people to be cautious on public transport and in popular tourist spots. Nick Childs reports. There are clearly heightened intelligence concerns about possible threats in Europe and yet no clear-cut evidence, at least publicly acknowledged, of any very specific or imminent plot. None of the countries that appear to be the main focus of interest, Britain, France and Germany, have raised their own security alerts within their borders, but then they are quite elevated anyway. A number of different strands appear to have come together. There are reports of intelligence from a German national of Afghan origin held in Afghanistan talking of a scheme for simultaneous attacks in Britain, France and Germany. There's also been reporting of possible intercepted communications from the Pakistan tribal areas hinting of a similar plot. A Vatican official has criticised the award of this year's Nobel Prize for Medicine to the scientists whose work on a treatment for human infertility that led to the creation of test tube babies. The head of the Pontifical Academy for Life, Ignacio Carrasco de Paula, said the decision was completely out of order and disregarded the destruction of human embryos involved in such procedures. The British scientist who won the award, Robert Edwards, was a pioneer of human in vitro fertilisation, or IVF. The Greek government has promised to reduce its debt faster next year than demanded by international lenders. A draft budget presented to Parliament envisages a budget deficit of 7%. Malcolm Brabant reports from Athens. At a special cabinet meeting, the Greek Prime Minister George Papandreou said the government's intention was to get out of the tunnel as quickly as possible. That's why the budget aims to cut the deficit in 2011 to 7%, which is slightly more than the amount stipulated by the IMF and Greece's European partners. Mr Papandreou claimed that after many years of derailment, Greece was returning to fiscal health. Football's world governing body FIFA has suspended Nigeria from international competition because of government in interference in the Nigerian Football Association. The decision follows a series of events, including a ban that the Nigerian president imposed on his country's national team. Mary Harper has more. Nigerian football has been in turmoil since the World Cup, when the national team, known as the Super Eagles, was eliminated after failing to win a single match. This was humiliating for Africa's most populous nation, and as a result, Nigeria's president, Goodluck Jonathan, banned the Super Eagles from international football. This was quickly reversed after FIFA complained. But political interference continued, and FIFA says that until it stops, Nigeria will not be allowed to take part in any international games. World News from the BBC. 
Security officials in Pakistan say eight Islamist militants have been killed in a missile strike by a pilotless American aircraft or drone. At least three are reported to have been German nationals. The officials said the men were suspected members of al-Qaeda. Local tribesmen told the BBC that all those killed were of Middle Eastern origin. The Cuban government is reported to be considering another large-scale release of political prisoners, although there's been no official word from the Cuban government. President Castro agreed to release 52 prisoners in July after negotiations with the Roman Catholic Church. From Havana, Michael Voss reports. Human rights and dissident groups in Cuba have been asked by the Roman Catholic Church to help identify all remaining political prisoners on the island. This has raised speculation that President Raul Castro is considering freeing all the remaining prisoners once a consensus can be reached on who they are. Numbers vary from around 40.